This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. This week we have finally brought News Nadia down to our level. From being eloquent and educated, we've made her watch trash TV like Tiger King. And didn't we enjoy it? Also, I took on Rog with Two Topic Tuesday and we had a chat about some bizarre lockdown buddies. You can email us anytime. It's breakfast at Dubai92.com. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. We have decorated eggs as each other because we had the time. Yep, I did mine this morning, so it's still warm. So if anyone's hungry, <laughs> uh, it doubles up as both a uh, an egg and a gift. Right, so I decorated my egg as Roger, Kitch yours is me, and Roger yours is Kitch. Yes. Okay, who's going to do the big reveal first? Well, I think we've got to go Roger, because he's been working on this for like 15 years. Yes, I have. Well, obviously I'm vegan as well, so I had to go for... um, It's an egg egg plant. What is that? How long did you spend on that? It took me all of yesterday. Have a look at our Insta stories at Add to Buy so 92 you, uh, and you can uh, see him making it. I feel it. a little bit awkward because I basically so I. got a marker on a boiled egg. Well, same. I thought that's you, what we were doing. I used a marker. You've there. actually got a hat. You've given me steel wool hair that yeah. doubles as a way to clean saucepans you've as well as an egg. you mache. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually incredibly white. Is that I know, teeth? I know. I like I the buck teeth. Yeah. I couldn't change the colour of the you, paper there. You have made me so white on the egg, I make Sophie Ellis Ellis Bexter look like she's got a tan. I you mean, do, look at that. I tried to give you some... If you get close, you can see I've tried to colour in your skin. but He has. He really actually has work. as well. Yeah, trying to do all... the isolation stubble there. And I've got buck teeth and I've got a green and gold hat to go Aussie. My goodness. The buck teeth was accidental, but yeah. Yeah, right. No, that's right. It's, just, it's me just dressed up as Austin Powers. That's how it looks. That is quite a thing. I like the visor. Yeah, the visor. Ladies' visor that you're sporting. I love the ladies' visor. And the Aussie colours. All right, well, uh, there's mine. Look at that. Oh, that's very that's good. me. Yeah, I've just put glasses, nose, and then I've even put... I like that. The, there's a ponytail at the that's, back. Oh, is it? Oh, Instead of hair, goes like back to a ponytail. No. Ponytail. Ponytail, ponytail not mullet. Oh, that's cool with my red hair. Well, red was the only sharpie I could find. Also, to be, I mean, you can't get blonde on an egg, can you? So no. I like what you've done there. Strawberry blonde. There we go. All right, here's, here's your egg stand, which I made yesterday. Oh, thank you so much. Because we're oh. very professional here. Very and good. Here's my Roger. Oh, that, oh, you know what? oh that's cute. <laughs> that is the best. Given that, uh, given that Roger hasn't gotten his hair on his head, you're already halfway there. You've got his hairline right on the end. <laughs> he was the easiest one. I was chuffed when I got Roger. All righty, so we're going to take a picture of these lovely eggs that we've done and put it on our Instagram, Dubai 92. And also make sure you see Roger's of quite the effort he went to for his papier-mâché kitsch egg. <laughs> I feel like we didn't get the same memo like, when we planned this. I look like this. a cross between Alan Partridge and Austin Powers. You it's do? Pretty much oh, you mean is. on the egg? Oh, right. oh yeah, thanks, uh, mate. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. We've all been Zooming a lot, probably brand new to quite a lot of us. It was to me. I'd never even heard of it about yeah. a month ago. No, neither have I. Now, I, there's seldom a day that goes past where we're not on it. Exactly. I feel I owe them a lot because it's great. You know, speaks family and friends. We had a big one for mum's birthday at the weekend. So it's great. However, how much time do you spend looking at yourself instead of at family or friends? Not mine. I purposely have the camera and the laptop really far away. Right. And it's hooked up to the TV and I'm back on the couch and so I've just got everyone up on the big TV screen so I can't even see myself. Does that mean that you can't see them either? 
You know, because they're on the big screen TV. Right, okay. Because what I've done is I've got the four, because there's uh, myself, there's mum and dad, there's my sister, and then there's my brother and his family. Right. And it's not as bad as it is on some things, but I do find myself looking at me. And it turns out I may not be a complete narcissist because of this. So they've got a psychologist from the University of the Arts London, Dr Paul Marsden, to explain what we think is a vain camera phenomenon Phenomenon is actually more common than you might think because it's similar to the way we respond to real-life social situations. You want to make sure that your cues are right, that you're presented OK, you're looking good, all of that. Also... Its configuration resembles that of a mirror. So, again, we want to make sure that we look our best. And smartphones portray us in our original unflipped form as opposed to a mirror. So we're seeing ourselves more as we are than we would do in our usual staring in the mirror when you're getting ready. So it's all a bit new and a bit jazzy. We want to check that we're doing all right. It's the same as when you get the school photo back. The first thing you do is, oh, where's me? I'm going to find me. Yeah. We got up to, I think we had 16 of the man community on our Zoom on the weekend. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's the man community, and they're divided into three groups, the talls, the mids, and the smalls. I'm a mid. I'm not even a tall. How tall is the tallest? Uh, six, six. Yeah, there's, there's, there's four of them. And That's they're, unnecessary. Well, they're talls, and they think they're so superior because the air's better up there. So as we're on the Zoom, <laughs> what we did was, well, this is, this is me, because you know how you can change your backgrounds? Yeah. And you can not only change your background image, you can change your background to a video. So with a bit of time on Friday morning, I set up my uh, laptop where I was going to be Zooming and just hit record. So it looked like a still picture mm-hmm. of my living room. And then I just decided to walk around wearing <laughs> the same clothes. So while I was talking on the Zoom... You're walking behind yourself. I'm walking behind myself. And it came in me doing some exercise. Did you have a lot of time on your hands? <laughs> we all do. I've got to find something to do. And that's what I did, and it works out a treat. So there's your tip. Just do some squats in the background of the video, and then I'm doing exercise, guys. Can't you see right now in the background? We'd like to see video of this next time you do it. And also, a message to the tools from someone who isn't. The joke is on them because it's so much further to fall. There's oh. nothing wrong with being five foot five. It's not that bad when go. you find yourself on the ground yet again. I'm with you. No one likes the tools. In your face, tools. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. If I had a mate called Post Malone, I think, I think I'd call him the poster. Wouldn't you? I think you no. would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be called Bugsy. Bugsy Books. Malone. Bug, oh, Bugsy Malone. Yeah, uh, that would make sense. Or the poster. No board. one's calling him Mail? the poster. The mailman. You call him the mailman. What? <laughs> Post. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you'd call it. Oh, man. Four double zero nine. If you had a mate called, <laughs> if you had a mate called Post Malone, what would you call him? I'd settle for the poster, uh, the mailman, any of those would do. Oh, and a quick hello to Lena, who's just messaged in. Belated birthday wishes, George. When was it? Hope you'll be able to celebrate soon. Not to worry, Lena. It was upcoming, but we've decided to postpone it. So I will just be remaining at 39 for the foreseeable. Look, I'm with you on that. I think a lot of people can go, next year is my 40th, because 2020 didn't count. We didn't age. We didn't live. We didn't do anything. We just, we hibernated. So really, it's celebrating my 40th year of living next year. Perfect. Maybe we just go back a few years. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. This is not virus related, but the iconic Formula One racing driver, Sir Sterling Moss, passed away at the age of 90. And you know someone's legendary when their name becomes part of the lexicon. 
Because yes. I thought to myself, he was more my dad, I guess my dad or my granddad's generation as a racing car driver. But my granddad, who was so into motor racing, taught me, you know he was a good driver because he had the phrase, whenever someone would speed past you, who do you think you are, Sterling Moss? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do say he's the greatest driver never to have won a world championship, but it, it doesn't affect I'd the ne- reputation. I never know. He never won one. He didn't, know. He did win a remarkable 212, his 529 races, though, during the 10 years that he drove for Formula One. He went to the same school as me. And oh, he's, really? Was, yeah. was his name up on the wall? Was like a plaque to his him? His son was something? in my class. Oh, wow. It was actually you. called Sterling Moss Jr., but we all called him Elliot. You know, you, oh. you want your own name, don't you, at that point? And he actually, he was on the back page of the Daily Mail when he had his first ever driving lesson. And you can imagine how it was the next day in the classroom. And did his dad ever come into class? Did no. his dad ever watch? Oh, really? Sadly, no. We got Russian pop stars and stuff on speech day. They'd, like, get helicoptered in in a white suit, but never Sterling himself. Well, that, well hang on. Hold the phone. What? Russian pop stars helicoptered in? Yeah, yeah. They'd, so they'd helicopter it because there was, like, 20 acres out the back. So they'd get a helicopter... And then they'd be there. For the, I don't know where the helicopter originated from, but always in a white suit. Oh, this is blowing my mind here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, condolences. Cancel whatever we've got after 8 o'clock <laughs> because we need to have more about helicoptered Russian pop stars coming in for school speech days. Yeah. That's brilliant. And you didn't know who these people were? No, they're Russian pop stars. I don't know. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. So I'm just going to run you through what I've been watching. A little bit more Harry Potter. I'm working my way through all of them. But my concentration is down to nil. And all I can think about, for some reason, is I should be making soup. How long into each movie are you then reaching for your phone to read about the movie on Wikipedia? It's not too bad with Harry Potter, actually. I can lose myself in them a bit more. But they're long. It's two and a half hours for each one. Really? I can't sit through that. It's Yeah, is it a long time? So, yes, they'll try something different. Netflix has been strongly suggesting that I watch Jungle. So I started watching Jungle. What is Jungle? Oh, well, I'll just read you the synopsis. A mysterious guide escorts an enthusiastic adventurer and his friend into the Amazon jungle. Their journey turns into a terrifying ordeal as the darkest elements of human nature and the deadliest threats of the wild force force them to fight for survival. So I thought it might be a bit like uh, the beach or something, but in a jungle. Oh, the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Something like that. Oh, I got 40 minutes in and I was just so bored. Also, it was weird going from Harry Potter to seeing Daniel Radcliffe (laughs) with some kind of Eastern European accent in a jungle. You can't do it. You you can't double up movies. It just doesn't work that way. I hear you, but I had a day in between, so I thought it'd be all right. But Uh... I've watched too much Harry Potter to see him as anything else at the moment. Yeah, that's true. So I had to put that one aside. And then Netflix strongly suggested that I (laughs) because it's me, um, a film which I have actually seen before, which is called... Deliver us from devil. Oh, oh, geez, okay. Yeah, I got <laughs> right, and I got an hour into that and just thought, "What are you doing?" Do we need to hug it out, George? You're all right. You're not having a good run. Virtual hug. I'll see you on Zoom. Yeah. So that was my movies for this week. So I can tell you, don't go near either of them. I may go back to Jungle at some point, but frankly, it didn't sell me in any way. And you get to the point where you think, oh, "It's just supposed to be entertainment. Why am I forcing myself through it?" Yeah. So that's mine for this week. I hope yours are a bit more positive. I, I, you go to your favourite hamburger restaurant, or you have your favourite coffee joint, you have your favourite movies, and I ran through uh, Coming to America for the 47th time. <laughs> and you know what? 
I really enjoy it. You're going to wear it out. No one will be able to be able to watch it again because you wore yeah. it out. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I just, I just, Akeem, you are the Prince of Zamunda. So I ran through that. So that was a nice one. I enjoyed that. And then I thought, better, better watch something new. So I thought, why don't I see episode nine of the Star Wars franchise, Rise of Skywalker? Have you watched any of the others? I've never seen any. I have. The first three are dynamite. I really have to be honest. Take the franchise thing away. The Empire Strikes Back is close to being one of the best films of all time. It, it is a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, the three that were made about 20 years ago, meh. These three that have come out now, even less of a meh. So, but I thought, you know what? It's the final. It's like when you watch the final episode of your TV series, you want to see how it all wraps up. 15 minutes in, I was already reaching for Wikipedia to, to realise how what was going on and who these people are and what was happening. It was it was bad. And then when I Googled it, Rotten Tomato had a score of 53%. Oof. Now, you know, you know you're struggling when one of the greatest cinematic franchises of all time pulls out a Rotten Tomato when it's 50s, given how strong some of the fans are. That's poor. Yeah, that is poor. Look, it was amazing because, you know, how the iconic Star Wars start... You know, the music, the sound, the scrolling, and he's sitting there going, yes, Star Wars, number nine. And I think because of that anticipation, it really just disappointed. So out of 92, I'm going to have to give it a 53. Same as Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Well, this was out of 100, so I'm being a little bit more generous. True. But uh, just go back and watch one of the originals, will you, if you want a bit of a Star Wars fix? I think I'm just going to carry on avoiding them for the rest of my natural. Yeah, well, no, no, you've got to watch Empire Strikes Back. Really yeah, yeah, it's a good really flick. Really Made it 39 years. I'm going to be just fine. Roger, yes. have you viewed anything? I have viewed something, and it is possibly not as good as the Star Wars film that you just talked about. What? Well, what? I had really high hopes for a film with Clint Eastwood, John Goodman, Amy Adams and Justin Timberlake. Sounds really good. It's Sounds called great. Trouble with the Curve. It's a baseball film. Oh, OK. I thought it was something to do with numbers. Uh, no. Well... That would have been more interesting. (laughs) So Clint Eastwood whispers and grumbles his way through this film. He's a baseball scout. And I'm not a baseball fan, but like I like baseball movies, you know, 42, Moneyball. They're quite iconic. Exactly. And, And people are passionate about them. And so people make really good films about them. But not this one. It's horrendous. How disappointing is that? Yeah. He plays a baseball scout who's losing his sight. And he's, you know nearing retirement his daughter Amy Adams is an estranged daughter she went uh, she was sent off to live with her relatives and then she went to boarding school whilst he could be a baseball scout he's losing his sight but he's figured out how to scout baseball players using his ears oh look at this guy every single line in this film and every single scene in this film is a metaphor or setting something up for the later in the movie a metaphor for a bad relationship with your father the fact that she's single, so if a player is a lo- like a, a lone ranger of a player, then it's a metaphor for Amy Adams not being able to have a relationship with Justin <laughs> Timberlake. Horrendous. At one point, that one of the players that they're scouting, his name's Bo, he's a bad guy, but he's a talent. He shouts over at somebody, hey, peanut boy. Camera turns to peanut boy, sells peanuts at the baseball game. Genius. Give me some peanuts, peanut boy. Peanut boy throws a packet of peanuts at Bo, the bad guy. Guess what, guys? Scouts. Later on, Peanut Boy, he's only got a great throwing arm. Oh. It's horrendous. It's so bad, it's almost good, but it got a dramatic 12 out of 92 from me. I was watching it, and my jaw was just agape the whole film, thinking, this couldn't get any worse. Oh, it just did. It couldn't get any worse. 
Oh, it just did. So doozies from all three doozies of us from this all week. Three of us. Do you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Sean the Sheep. You know what you're guessing. It's, yeah. it's true because half the stuff you told me then, Rog, I'm still trying to process it. I'm kind of confused. It's so bad. I think you lost me about five minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> so did the film. Oh, look, there's a bird outside the window. That's much more entertaining. <laughs> It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. I had a bit of a disaster yesterday. You guys probably can't see. But you know the isolation beard I've been trying to grow, albeit with quite a few patches? I ended up shaving a whole part of it. Like, it's really thin there now. It is a bit there, isn't it? Well, it's good you didn't notice. No. Because the biggest problem I've got now is the man Zoom that we have every Friday afternoon, all the 16 members of the man community when we get together, there's now a beard growing competition. And... And I just wanted to trim mine to look good. Can I just colour it in a bit? Well, maybe I... What am I going to get some just for men? Is that what people use? No, I meant like, you know, with a Sharpie. Just get a brown Sharpie. be fine. They'll never notice. Maybe I need orange Sharpie, given the way some of it's going on the side. Yeah, one of each for authenticity. You sit a bit back from your camera. You'd be fine, mate. They'll never know. You've got to win this. Because you know what guys are like. It's just nothing more... There's nothing more important than beating your friends. So I don't think crayons would do it. You'd need Sharpies. Well, no, but it's just now... It's, I've done this bit of, just bit at the front and I can't help but look over and get distracted by this perfectly manicured beard of producer Rog, this bastion of facial hair. Look at the curation on this. This should be a work of art in a museum. Yeah, but that's been going for years. You've had, like, what, four weeks? Yeah, You're yeah. a newbie here. You're a rookie. I know, but I look over. Your way. I look over and I see Yoda over here and I realise so much to learn about beard growth. Does that make you baby Yoda? I think that makes me a very uh, painfully annoying, pimply Luke Skywalker. I did read a tweet yesterday that we're all just one week away now from making some very severe decisions on our hair, and I certainly feel that way. Yeah, what are you going to do? Should we we shave it off, the two of us? No. Okay. That's never happening. Never (laughs) happening. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something, and yes, it may be drastic hair week next week, I think, for a lot of the population. You think, is the blonde going to stay, or could we come in and see a red George, or a black George? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. It's a great time of the week where we come up with a couple of just really random topics and we give you points for how quickly, succinctly and how entertaining you can be in linking the two topics together. George, you are currently undefeated after I think about three goes. And my words for today? You've got to choose between... Well, the two, the two are the Batman television series of the 1960s into... Chocolate hot cross buns. Are we ready? Are you ready to go first? Yeah. All right, George, go for it. The Batman TV series is a cult classic from the 60s, starring eccentric Gotham City tycoon Bruce Wayne wearing tights to fight crime as Batman, aided by pal Dick Ward as equally spandex-clad Robin. Spandex is a lightweight synthetic fibre that is used to make stretchable clothing such as sportswear. You may have recently discovered a love or a hatred of spandex whilst attempting to get fit working out whilst doing the right thing and staying at home. Many gym instructors are donning their spandex from home, like Mr Motivator, to show us all how to work out with no equipment in confined spaces. The more sadistic love a burpee as it can be done anywhere. The burpee or squat thrust is a full body exercise used in strength training as as an aerobic exercise. 
I would vote the burpee be confined to 2020 and never seen again, as should the spotty dog move. It is not relevant at all to actual dogs, and that's even more disappointing than looking a fool while doing it. Actual dogs are great and were the first species to be domesticated. Not all animals should be domesticated, and for all the proof you'll ever need of this, please refer to Tiger King on Netflix. Though it is beyond insanity, it has been the escapism many of us have needed recently and has proven a huge hit worldwide. In the US, on an average per-minute basis, Tiger King pulled in an audience of 19 million viewers from March 20th to 29th, according to Nielsen figures. This combined with the odd spate of binge eating has nicely coincided with Easter for us, when eating mass amounts of chocolate and baked goods is encouraged. Often you will find, though sadly I did not this year, hot cross buns next to the array of Easter eggs in stores. And this year, Kitsch opened our eyes to the hugely unnecessary variety of hot cross buns, from the more disturbing options, such as hot cross bun custard bake, no thank you Jamie Oliver, to the eminently more pleasant sounding chocolate hot cross buns. Oh, sensational effort. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely remarkable. You know, a lot of points there for creativity. The fact that you've incorporated spandex, Mr Motivator, 2020 and the spotty dog. Even a hint Ugh. of Jamie Oliver's custard hot cross buns. So creativity gets an eight. Your facts were great. We went through the 90 million views of Tiger King. Again, topical. That's got to be an eight. Segways were an eight. Look, I was a big fan of the narrative. Why don't we just keep it all going? We're going eights the whole way. I feel that like is, I've just done an ice skating That routine. is a total of 40 out of 50. Thank you very much, sir. That is a wonderful score, which means you are in the prime position to maintain your undefeated run. Marvellous. So over to producer Rog. Producer Rog, given after Sunday's exercise for Easter, he is going to start with hard-boiled eggs. Ooh. And he's going to try and segue into the 1988 B-grade comedy classic Big, starring Tom Hanks. Hard-boiled eggs are a staple of many breakfasts and picnic baskets around the world. They're also one of Eight ingredients used in the Cobb salad, including chopped salad greens, tomato, chicken breast, boiled, grilled or roasted but never fried, avocado, chives, roquefort cheese and red vinaigrette. The Cobb salad is thought to have been invented in 1937 at the Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant where it became a signature dish and it is named after the restaurant's owner, Robert Howard Cobb. Howard Hughes was one of the most financially successful men of his time, who was not only a hugely successful film producer, who was behind the original Scarface in 1932, he was also a pioneer of the aviation industry, setting countless records, including multiple times, for flying around the world. By the time of his death in 1976, Hughes had become somewhat of a recluse with habitual tendencies. Famously, he ate the same dinner every night for 20 years, a New York strip steak cooked medium rare with peas, but only small ones because he would push any large ones aside. An aside is a remark or passage in a play that is intended to be heard by the audience, but unheard by the other characters in the play. This storytelling device has been used for centuries since the Greek classics and was regularly employed by one William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare is England's national poet and the Bard of Avon. He was born in Stratford-upon-Avon in 1564 and owing to his now defunct bloodline, Shakespeare has no living descendants. So if anyone ever tells you that they are related to William Shakespeare, they are lying. One such false claimant could be the singer-songwriter Siobhan Fahey, who formed the music 
musical act Shakespeare's sister after leaving the pop group Bananarama in 1988. In that same year, 1988, 20th Century Fox released a film that would become the first feature film directed by a woman to gross over $100 million around the world. It eventually took $151 million or $400 million when adjusted for inflation in today's money, making it the ninth biggest film of 1988. The director was Penny Marshall. She insisted that a never-before-seen three-octave walking piano be installed in F.A.O. Schwartz Toy Store for the filming of that film, which was the 1988 B-grade comedy classic featuring Tom Hanks. It's big. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Thank you. Now, look, I'm going through the whole list here. Creativity was pretty good. I mean, the fact that you had Penny Marshall, one of my favourite directors, uh, she was incorporated in there. I mean, I'm a big fan of the New York strip steak like uh, Howard Hughes, so I had to be in there for facts. You know, I've always wondered as a kid whether Shakespeare's sister was related to William Shakespeare. Liars, it turns out. So I'm going to have to go an eight there. Uh, The narrative was wonderful. The way you've gone through all the ingredients of the Cobb salad was lovely. Uh, The delivery, I'm also going an eight, but... But unfortunately, I marked you a point down less than George because I did think the segue was rather tenacious to link Robert Howard Cobb with Robert Howard Hughes. Is that correct? Uh, no, Robert Howard, Hobb, uh, Robert Howard Cobb with Howard Hughes. Yeah, see, I thought that was, I'm going to give you a seven for that, which means oh. you're on 39, and therefore so George close. is the winner again today. Thank you Dang. very Congratulations. much. Another edition of Two Top of Tuesday. Back again next week. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Mum rang me the other day and she just, you know, she just rings up and tries to get gossip or tell me gossip about her friends. I'm not really listening. And then she says, oh, your father wants to speak. So Dad gets on the phone and he says, uh, uh, I had to listen to that podcast uh, you and George do. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, would he say something nice about you? Would he say something nice about me? Would he say something nice about Two Topic Tuesday? None All of he, the above. None of the above. All he said is, that producer you've got, Roger... <laughs> And I said, yeah. yeah. Now, I knew he was from Darlington, but I didn't realise that was part of Durham County. Yeah. Did, so, yeah. So, he, so he turned off the podcast and went to Google Maps and began to look up Durham County and how far it is from Sunderland and all the roads and the maps and the directions. And this is what he took out of the podcast. How far into the podcast did he get? Don't even think he got very far, but this became his new obsession, oh. right? And so even he took the phone out because he was going back out to the man cave to bring up Google Maps on his computer. Mum's like, I haven't finished speaking to your son yet. <laughs> so it nearly caused a bit of a rift. And Dad goes, can you ask him, does he know a movie that came out a while ago um, about an Olympic athlete who was a Geordie and went into Geordie accents and he went into all these sort of things? The movie about an Olympic athlete that was Geordie. Yeah, so basically said there was an athlete who he said came from Darlington, um, but he was... But <laughs> no he, chance. It wasn't yeah. Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, what he, no, what actually said was uh, he had a... What Dad got, actually got, to, uh, got confused about it all because he was indeed a Scottish athlete who was... The movie was called Geordie. But the it was ah, right. movies called yeah, Geordie, but yeah, the character yeah. was a Scot, and he wins gold at the Melbourne Olympics in the Harrow throw, and he did it in his kilt. So Dad replies on the email. I looked it up. Don't worry, you can Google it, Dad. So <laughs> essentially, we've lost a listener to the incorrect history of Darlington. Yeah. Completely. Sorry, guys. All he wanted to know was about how far away is Sunderland? How far does it get there from Sunderland to Darlington? Or what? Do you, yeah, this will blow his mind. I used to live in Sunderland. How long does it take? It takes from Darlington. It takes thirty-five minutes. 
You go straight up the A1 and then across the 690, or you can take the A19 after doing the A6. Okay, good. There's your diary entry for today, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, look, if you want, the point of the matter is. If you want to find out about Darlington, the correct history, Google it. Is that the point? <laughs> yes. No, no, the point is. Download the George and Kitsch podcast because it doesn't matter. You're going to get something out of it. It may not be us, but you will get something out of it that's going to suffice over the weekend. It could lead you into a fantastic new hobby to see you through the current situation. (laughs) George and Kitsch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. So Florida has a reputation for being Palm Springs, Miami, lots of beautiful people. But really, the vast majority of Florida is quite a rural place. There's a lot of gators around and people doing things you wouldn't usually expect to see, but in Florida, you should expect to see them. So what's happened with the lawyers? <laughs> so this is a circuit judge called Dennis Bailey. He's had to put a letter out with a plea in it that attorneys showing up for court hearings via Zoom, please get out of bed and please, please... Put on some clothes. Wow. These are the lawyers. They've had one male lawyer who appeared shirtless and one female attorney who was still in bed, still under the covers. Also, please do not show up on loungers. A beach cover-up is not enough just over your bathing suit because you are in the legal profession. Have they just been watching too much of Tiger King and seeing how people dress and think that's appropriate? <laughs> this is the new norm now. We're from Florida. Unbelievable. Oh, but come on, at least. I mean, I know if you, you've got to have business up top, party down the bottom, don't you? You've still got to wear the suit and tie, even if you're just in the old Speedos down below. You've got to keep the visible bit professional. Part of me does want to just have a consultation with him to see if he's got his shirt off and go, yep, <laughs> money well spent. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Oh, sorry, the mic's on. <laughs> you can't help but not sing along. We're working from someone else's home every weekday now because we thought we'd have a piece of this action, but from better, bigger, nicer, fancier homes because that's entirely logical. And well done to Adriano who won the raw coffee voucher. He guessed that we are broadcasting today. All thanks to all those fictional clues about kills, billing and uh, reservoirs and the whole thing that it is the superstar director, Quentin Tarantino, we're from today. The big man himself... Good morning, Mr. Quentin Tarantino. How are you doing? Oh, I couldn't be happier. Well, that's good, because I've heard you can be a bit moody. It is a pleasure spending time with you this morning. And I've got to be honest with you, we really are two of your biggest fans, super fans, here on the Dubai 92 Breakfast. Thank you. So how are you finding your lockdown? It's not actually that bad in the modern world, right? I mean, especially in a world right now where you actually have the internet. It's true, it's pretty good. Now, seeing as we're here... We thought we could play some games, you know, like in the olden days. What do you reckon? That's fun. Brilliant. It is fun. How about we start with a bit of a a sing-along? Barry Manilow, shall we? Shall we? Oh, Oh, Mandy, you you came and you you gave without taking. What are you doing? Can you not talk to me? Well, yeah, I mean, we can just talk, but what's wrong with singing, Quinton? I thought you loved music. I mean, listen to your soundtracks. I have explained this many times in the last 20 years. I just refuse to repeat myself over and over again because you want me to. But, I mean, to be fair, we've both been told that we have wonderful singing voices. Well, what you're saying is not correct. Well, that's a bit harsh. Harsh? How about we play a bit of a game of truth or dare? Let's mix this up. Can you be responsible enough not to take the game too far? I am responsible. Right, well, we'll start with you then, Quentin. Do you want truth or dare? Don't ask me a question like that. I'm not not biting. I refuse your question. Okay. well, that's the end of that then. Uh, 
guess you're the winner. Fantastic. Quentin Tarantino, thank you for spending time with us this morning. Thank you. Quentin Tarantino, well, great to have him on the show. The legendary superstar director, and what a wonderful house he does have that we're working from this morning. Everything we would have expected. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. We're in the year 2020, the year we always thought would be futuristic, the year that we thought we'd, we'd have the flying cars, we'd have the shoes that had their laces do up like we saw in Back to the Future. No, instead, we're baking colonial settler bread and um, we're just bunkering down. And we cannot forget that it's the year 2020. No. And I Never thought, have we been so sure what year it is. With hindsight, I thought we'd go back because a few albums popped up that I like listening to and I couldn't realise these are 20 years old so I've gone back and I've done my list of my favourite five albums that are now 20 years old now I'll give you the list of albums that didn't make the cut Santana's Supernatural right 20 years old Destiny's Child The Writing on the Wall Say My Name 20 years old okay uh, one of my favourites, ACDC, Stip Off a Lip, personal favourite. Uh, Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, that's 20 years old. Oasis, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Kylie Minogue, the Light Years album, you know, featuring Spinning Around yes, on a Not yes. Like This, 20 years old. And if you want a great album of vocals, American 3, Johnny Cash, Solitary Man. So without further ado, I've got my top five albums that are now... The actual list. Yeah, the actual list. They're right. the ones who could, that just didn't make it. That was make a different it. list yeah. of what wasn't on the list. Now this is the list. So in at number five, uh, look, I know it, it's not really a Divine 92 album, but I, I played it all the way through the year 2000, taught me how to play guitar, and it is the great man, the king of the blues and Eric Clapton. Riding with the king. What an album together. Oh, unbelievable. King of the blues, slow hand. They do a great version of uh, Sam and Dave's Hold On, I'm Coming. In at number four, I was going to have Johnny Cash in here, but you know what? I've swapped it around at the last minute uh, for the sixth studio album from the artist formerly known as Gordon Sumner, Sting. Uh, released an album, Brand New Day, yeah, song Desert Rose. But really, I didn't want to play the original Brand New Day. I wanted to play the version that Family Guy said at Brand New Day, that no one can ever understand any of the words that Sting says, apart from the last three words of each song. Couldn't have said it better myself, Sting. Uh, in at number three, how can you go past these guys in the follow-up to OK Computer, Radiohead produced the classic Kid A, an amazing, amazing piece of music. I mean, sure, that's not the best grab, but it is just an incredible piece of music. You just want to put that whole album on and just listen to it from start to finish, which I think makes a great album. Can you believe this is 20 years old? Coldplay and Parachutes. What a record this was. And then there's an old-looking dude in the background. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember watching it going, that guy doesn't look too much older than me. Because Chris Martin... The lead singer, when he's on the beach at the start, he did look remarkably young. Mm, yes. That was a great song. I don't know, their second album was pretty good, but I think it was all downhill for Coldplay after that. Nevertheless... But the Gwyneth Paltrow days. Well, yeah, I liked them back then. They were just innocent kids, you know. It's like the early Beatles, you know. You like, you like those good days. In at number one, I had to go with this one from the album All That You Can't Leave Behind. So many great songs from U2, including this one, their tribute to Michael Hutchins. Stuck in a moment that you can't get out of. They are my top five albums that are now turning, can you believe, 20 years old this year. No, let's say 10. Five. 
Why don't we make it five? Let's make it five. I think so. Got any thoughts on maybe something we missed out on? Are you upset Eminem didn't make the cut? You can let us know this morning, 4009. Start to catch his top five lists of albums that are currently in the charts. Let's agree on that, well, you, know, you know what? They probably are. They probably are these days. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All bets are off. I like that. Nice choice. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. We have Ashley on the phone. Good morning. Morning, guys. Big day for Ashley Kitch. Why is that? I'm going out for my weekly shop. Oh! Now, I know you do your shopping list and you've all got to get, you know, your fresh fruit and veggies and all that sort of stuff, but in isolation, what has been the snack of choice? Chips, chocolate, Maltesers, what's been the go-to? It has been chips, chocolate, Maltesers and anything else. <laughs> yes. Variety. You know what? Yes. There couldn't have been a better answer. Well done, Ashley. Are you going to be going around the supermarket <laughs> with two trolleys? <laughs> I need yes. more staff. <laughs> no fruit, no veg, just chocolate. Nice. Yep. You know what? You're getting the essentials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the necessary. Mm. Soul food. Which supermarket are you going to? What area? Spring Soup, I'm going to. Well, oh, that's, that's a good one. That's very fancy. Do we have people that listen to us from Springs? Didn't know we were that lucky. I, I live in JVC. Oh, okay. So you're shopping up. I understand. <laughs> She's a social climber when it comes to supermarkets. Here I was thinking she was a Dubai Eye listener in the Springs, but no, she's one of us at JVC. It gives me 10 minutes extra hours. <laughs> right, Wonderful. we'll use up no more of your permit time. Have a great shop and enjoy the snacks. See you. Love it. Bye. <laughs> George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Speaking to a mate in the UK yesterday, she was saying, oh, you know, and so Steve's done this. I said, where is Steve at the moment? Because I thought he was staying with you for a bit. So yeah. no, just back at Nikki's. Nikki the ex Nikki. Yeah. Back staying with Nikki for the lockdown. And it just made me think, actually, there's some bizarre stuff happening in the UK. Like, Steve's back at his exes for this. My mate's mum has a new fella, so they've decided to do the lockdown together. And I'm talking they met a week before. Like, this dude has one change of clothes with him. It's crazy, though, isn't it, what people have chosen to do? Because you don't know how long you're going to be locked down for. Well, my mate Benny, who recently got married to his wife, Michelle, uh, they, were, they had that place they were renting, and then they had, they were, they had a, a break between moving into their own place after the wedding. And now they're stuck there living with Michelle. So poor old my mate Benny's locked down with the mother-in-law and father-in-law who can't leave the house. That's an intense start to and married he's life. And he's having to work from home. And he's, We said to him, mate, you've got a window into what your next, what life is going to be like in another 32 years. Just watch how they act. And you look at your lovely Michelle and that's, just plan for what's going on. I imagine he's also <laughs> thinking, I had a window of at least half a day when I could have sorted out some other accommodation. But isn't it funny how you... I know when I've gone back and had to stay with my parents for a couple of days, you morph into their habits. Here's me loving music, loving sport, loving news. Suddenly I'm hanging out with mum for three days. And I'm like, oh, what time's Grand Designs on tonight? I no, got so into it with mum and dad. It. And there was well, that, that shallow, what was the, the English guy? We used to be in the army. He's got the big moustache. Something Big moustache, yeah. and then they decided to move to France and renovate a 14-storey uh, castle. Escape to the Chateau. Escape, Escape to the Chateau. Chateau. That's it. I reckon there's going to be a lot more of these around the world. Have you got any producer, Rog? I was actually on the, on the Escape to my mate, Luke Monty, who is a boarding master at a really old boarding school in the UK. Lockdowns come in during half term, and he now lives on his own with Matron, who couldn't get home, 
and three kids, one from Saudi, one from China, and one from Eastern Europe somewhere. So he's cooking for these guys. He's looking after them. He's teaching them because they're all doing distance learning. Three guys in a 400-year-old building. Must be big, though, because you usually have, like, grout, like, my... It, yeah, yeah. Yes. Is, he, is he not filming this? This is a reality be, show with himself. I said that to yeah. him yesterday. And if you are one of those kids, what's, what's the teacher's name, the master's name? Mr. Monument. M- Mr. Monument? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> what, what, is he a character from Family Guy? <laughs> so if I was one of those kids and you had a bit of wit about you, you'd know, listen, if I just praise Mr. Monument's cooking and I take a bit of an interest in his life... He's not going to fail me for these midterms coming up, is he? Because or, he's been the only one who's been teaching me and he's been watching me study. He can't fail me. Imagine if you just, like, well, just lost track of the one of them. How long would it take you <laughs> to go and find one of the kids? Completely. That's mad. I'd put trackers on them all. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're wearing the ankle bracelet now, son. Good luck to Mr. Monument. The, the worst all thing the is, luck. as well, Mr. Monument is a games teacher, so he's taking them through all these important exams, and he's a games teacher. Games teacher? What's that, sports That's master? PE, PE, yeah. sports. Yeah. yeah, he's a rugby master, yeah. Well, good luck to the boys more than anyone, I think. <laughs> George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. It's been a tough, long week for many parents and kids and everything else, so it's a good time to reflect and look back on the week that was with the Thursday News Quiz. And hope that you've been paying attention, no doubt. I mean, it's not that I haven't been paying attention. It's that I'm not much of a sponge at the moment. I'm like an anti-sponge. I'm like <laughs> shooting information back out, I think. Okay, my buzzer. I should be making soup. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do feel like that all the time, actually. <laughs> That's not even funny. That's just real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> uh, nice. Hands on your buzzers. The UAE are using two methods of trying to help patients with COVID-19 can you give me the two methods that they're actually looking at in the way of treatments? I should be making soup. One is the plasma. Yes. And the other one is... Bonus point if you get get it right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with drive through testing. I oh, know that's incorrect. OK, shall I hand it over to... Yeah, we, we could point each. I don't, I've got absolutely no idea. All I heard was plasma and... Uh... Hydroxychloroquine. No, I was going to no. say. See, I was going to say. I'm, I'm very gonna... happy to be here. I was going to say quinine, but no, that's just being positive. I was, well, I was going. <laughs> I was going to say it's still part of the malaria drug, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is. Quinine, yeah, so I was close. That's where it is, right? Okay, George, you get the point. So, a very rare mammal was spotted off the southern coast of Fujair this week. What was it? Oh, it was. I should be making soup. An albino. An, an albino, <laughs> sorry? Uh, I'm going to say dolphin, but I don't think it was. Absolutely spot on. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised with that one. <laughs> Brilliant. Yay me. You always do very well when I'm running the quiz, actually, George. And last question. Let's see if you can make it a full house. How old is Captain Tom? I'm very I should happy be making to be soup. here. I think you were. Oh, you just picked me there. I know it starts with a nine. Go for it. <sighs> I'm going to say 93. Uh, I should be making soup. He is 99 and he has raised over 11 million pounds as of this morning. That definitely deserves a round of applause, really, doesn't it? And also, there's a special address where you can send him a card now for his 100th birthday. For his birthday, yeah. He's going to get absolutely inundated. 11 million pounds is worth more than a lot of countries are these days. Yeah, I was remarkable. I was watching it on Sky News last night. They did a little interview with him. It was only a few minutes. He hasn't got the time. Well, in the space of time that they did the interview, he'd raised another 50 grand. (laughs) 
It's just just, phenomenal. Wow. So he's just going to keep going. It's just with his walker. It's just going and going and going. So this is a guy, in case you haven't heard, who is 99 years old and he's just doing laps of his garden to raise money for the NHS in the UK. And he's amazing. What a legend. But he's been been on interviews all over the world. And in fact, they were saying, oh, yes, he's just come off an interview. And I thought, they're going to say Dubai. He's been on on one of our radio stations, but it was America. Thank you very much for the quiz. My pleasure. I'm sorry. There's no prizes this week, but it's not about winning. It's about taking part. Your presence is our prize, Nadia. You're all we need. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. Well, that was the potty, the podcast. Please share, subscribe, like, and if you wouldn't mind, review us on iTunes. As long as it's good. Also, we've got an email from Kenny, Kenny Duggan to be precise, who says the following. Hey, George and Kitch. I'm listening to you over here in Ontario, Canada. Canada, eh? Thanks very much for the laughs and the fun you have on your show. I'm a former Dubai resident and I found your podcast whilst looking for something new to listen to. You know, I thought you'd like to hear a few of the strange things my son Ollie has said in recent weeks. He's going through that existential phase that, you know, under 10s go through and it's very fun fielding some of the questions and statements he comes out with. Here are the few that I've written down that I thought you might like to discuss. If you were bulletproof, you could live your entire life without knowing. This boy is a genius, Ollie. That is so true. Instead of yelling, hello, when people in horror films think there's someone in the house, why don't they yell, goodbye, so that they leave? <laughs> so clever. That's a bit like the equivalent of when Domino's turn up, just say, pizza's here, guys, when actually you've just got a family feast for yourself. We also have from Ollie, wearing socks makes it like you've got carpets on your feet. Now, what I like to do is I go for the triple whammy, Ollie. I have slipper socks in slippers on carpets. I'm living the dream out here. From Kenny, you're welcome, guys. Keep up the good work. Loving the pod from Kenny Duggan in all Canada, all you betcha. Let us know what you think. Send us an email, breakfast at Dubai92.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.